The Weekly Dish podcast is brought to you by Lakewinds Co-op in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, and Richfield with delivery from Instacart. There's no membership required to shop at Lakewinds. All are welcome. Check out lakewinds.com, and if you can't make it to a Lakewinds, please visit your local food co-op in the neighborhood near you. Hi, it's Stephanie Hansen for Weekly Dish, and the Lakewinds Organic Field Fund is a grant program that awards money to local farmers who are working to expand sustainable farming in Minnesota and Wisconsin. At lakewinds.com, you can watch a video and learn about 15 different farms and how the $109,000 in grants that Lakewinds awarded makes an impact on our local food system. Let me tell you about some of these farmers. Gray's Farm raises free-range ducks, pigs, and chickens, and the happy animals forage the farm's forest and prairie for additional food. And Grays is using their grant to build a more comfortable coop for their 300-plus ducks. Grays Farm duck eggs are available at Lakewinds while they're in season. And Little Big Sky Farm is a certified organic farm owned by first-generation farmers who received funding to build a better packaging shed. And Cylon Rolling Acres raises organic goats and with their new refrigerated trailer will be able to deliver their product to a wider range of customers. And maybe you didn't know this, but most goat meat is currently imported from Australia, so having it grown closer to home helps reduce food miles. Twin Cities Green Farm is an organic small-scale farm, and their funds will help them purchase a walk-behind tractor. Learn more about this fund and other ways that Lakewinds gives back to the community at lakewinds.com slash community. Ones Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie March. I'm Stephanie Hansen. And we are here to talk to you about all things fantastic and food and fun and frivolous and all the things. All the F things. Not well, all the F things. Let's be stop. clear. Careful. Let's be clear. Hey, let's start with the weather report just because it is spectacular outside. We are in, of course, what we call surprise summer or the last little like summer shocker. You know, the fake summer, summer at the end. It's been a beautiful the, 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 fall. The last gasp of summer is here, and we're kind of in the last, last gasp. So You think it's the last, last? I know. I do. I do. I think that this after this weekend, we're going to skitch onward to cooler temps. And, of course, I'm fine with that because, like I said, a girl's got a braise, and it's harder to do when yeah. it's 80 degrees outside. I have my blanket that I'm going to be carrying. I've got my wraps. Yeah. I'm panicking because I'm like, I'm trying to get all the eating out in while I can. Right. <sighs> you, uh, so you want to talk about Certix about I, your sure, sidebar? Because sure. you went there the other night. Were you outside? Uh, we were, so they have outdoor seating, but they also have a giant garage door. That's That kind of opens up the whole side of the restaurant. So, I'm aiming myself in that direction. Yeah. Today. While we weren't sitting outside, as it were, we were mm-hmm. right in front of the garage door. Okay, good. It was, um, so I, I think that Certix does a great job. I think their cheese shop is wonderful. The liquor store is great. Their catering food is really beautiful. <clears throat> it was even better than I thought it was going to be. Um, the, the space itself was incredibly beautiful. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Stupid allergies. I, I'm like clearing my throat for you. Like, yeah. I do that all the time. I realize <clears throat> that. They had... Beautiful vintage glassware. The space is really pretty. The menu is fairly simple. I'm gonna, um, You're going to run and grab it? 
Can anyone actually hear her? She's like far away from the mic talking. This is what happens. Okay, here we are. Okay. So there's literally like maybe 20 things on the menu. Not even. So extremely simple. Yeah. But very easy to execute and spot on. Like um, these steamed little neck clams. And just before you said, just to get clear. So this is sidebar, which is carved out of the Certix store. This is the, it's like on the side in the back. The cheese shop has been remodeled. This is on the back. They took out part of the liquor store and it's got an indoor bar and seating area and then a big garage door window. And then they do have outdoor patio seating. Yeah. Okay. And they, um, it's a full service restaurant too. And a bar and no one can sit at the bar, bar, but they can't sit at it. And the bar is gorgeous. It is a copper clad beauty. It is really pretty. So they have things like a salumi board, cheesemonger board, these spicy pork and shrimp wontons are something that you like. I can just watch you eating them right now. Mm -hmm. It's like this really light Asian broth with these slippery, delicious wontons in there with a chili oil. Yeah. There's these clams that have a chili cilantro broth with a grilled bread. Yeah. Oh, those were so good. I had the um, uh, steak and frites. So, you know, hard to mess that up. But the mater d' butter was delicious. They had a knife and fork croque madame. Croque madame. Really delicious. And they are going to change the menu seasonally. A chicken, crispy chicken schnitzel. Mm-hmm. Which harkens back to the kind of their heritage of yeah. their grandma. It was just really comforting, delicious. Um, one of the things I, a lot of the wines, and I didn't realize this, but Heritage, um, Certix the liquor store has a lot of exclusive wines, mm-hmm. and they're serving a lot of those in the restaurant. So I happened to see um, this rose that I've been buying all summer. It's kind of like your Emily is for you. Yeah. It is Goebbelsberg Citrusian Rose from Austria. Okay. It is such a beautiful, pale pink, a little effervescent, just lovely. It reminds me of the Emily, actually. Oh, yeah. And it's only available there, and they have that on the menu. So if you're feeling rosé-ish, grab that today because it's really good. Might do it. Right. Just really lovely. I really had some dessert. It was great. And it's like you think about places that are, I mean, while they've been a food spot, right? I mean, they obviously have the deli and the cheese, you know, and everything else, and they're mostly liquor. Um, this is a whole different venture. Like well, this is really, I mean, and yes, they operated at the airport with their flights and that was definitely like dipping a toe in, but this is, I mean, like this is going to big school. Yeah, it's more. And Mary Richter, who is the person who designed the menu, who's worked for them for years. A lot of people don't know this, but Jim's dad sent Mary to culinary school. Oh, really? He met her as a very young woman, sent her to culinary school. So she worked at Certix as a young kid. Then she left and she went to Seattle and she had like an Asian bistro out there. Oh, so she's got a lot of this Asian influence that definitely comes through in the menu. And I'm I like cheese, but I'm not like a giant cheese board person. But if you're cheese or meat centric and you like, you know, the meats and the cheeses, raise his hand. It just looked so beautiful. The stuff that was coming out of the kitchen. And I like they had a arugula salad with the perfect jammy eggs, you know, like just the simple. Yeah. It, I really loved it. I'm looking forward to it. We talked a lot about the takeout menu and what that's going to look like. And one of the things I think a lot of people are doing is they just take their whole menu and make it takeout, which yeah. I think is a mistake because just certain things don't transfer well. True. So I was like, you know, Mary is known for her meatloaf. She's got these beautiful soups. I was like, think about what is going to transfer well and give someone that certic experience at home. Mm-hmm. It maybe isn't fries. 
some fries work, some fries don't. But I feel like if people choose fries, they know what they're getting into. You know what I mean? Like if they're doing fries on takeout, I feel like people, I feel at this point, people know what they're getting into. Well, and what you get into is sort of, no matter how good the fries are, they're sort of like, wah, wah. You know what's good? Tots. Yes, Tots totally. travel. Tots travel. And so do like sweet potato planks. Do they? I haven't yeah, heard, I never that heard are of a little. So that Those I guess was mushy my... to me. Like they wouldn't travel. Oh, they but do. Maybe I guess depends. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I just was like, don't feel like you have to just take this whole menu and make it your to-go menu, yeah. like add some things that maybe you don't get in the restaurant, but that people would like from a to-go standpoint. And I think we're going to be eating like cozy comfort food this winter again. Oh, yeah. Like they have an amazing chicken pot pie. Oh, yeah. That's 100%. Yeah. And like their quiche is really thick and custardy and lovely. So I don't know. We just talked about like what takeout could look like. And it was great. It was great. Good. You know, Stephanie... I just, I had a glass of bubbly and it was in this really pretty vintage Marie Antoinette cup. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, oh, yeah. this is you what felt, I... You felt real again? I felt real. I felt hospitality. I felt like I had a Friday night out mm-hmm. and I just really loved it. And then I got sad all the way home. Did you really? Yes, because I was like, is this the last one? I know. Well, I don't know. I right? know. It's very scary. And I'm, I've decided, I was talking to Kurt about it, like, I just need to take one week at a time. Right. And just, I think that's true. I think it's harder for businesses to do that. And yes. I feel bad about that. And we're going to talk about that in the next segment. But I did want to tell you that, I mean, even though I was going to mention that, uh, I know that Birch's Lower Town, you know, is closing. Yes. And um, Schwab's uh, Cabaret in the basement is no longer. I think, but I, I don't know if they're moving to Long Lake. I know that he moved like the loungy stuff and he turned the lower brewery in Long Lake at Birch's into the, into like a loungy cabaret place. I don't know if that means that Aaron and, and Jay, and Jay are going to be there. I I'm hope not, so. I'm not sure, but I, I hope so too. God, if I could have Aaron Schwab in my backyard, hello. I know. It'd be like a great Friday what? night every night. Are you kidding me? Oh my God. I would just about die. And let's just put that on the record, Aaron, if you're out there. Um, but I will say that I, I was sad about that, but I didn't realize that they had made, they started making that Lower Town burger. Remember, that was like a Tim McKee designed burger. Yes. They've hoisted that sucker over to the uh, the Birches in Long Lake, and I picked it up for takeout curbside the other day. And by the way, their curbside situation, if you're looking for good ones, I mean, that was really great. Just I pulled in number three, gave a call. They came out and they brought it out right away. I mean, it was really great. But it was a good burger, and I have to say, like, as far as... And then I will say that I got a burger last night from somewhere else, and I won't mention the name because it was not as good. And I thought it was a two-burger week for me this week. (laughs) Yeah. I'm having a burger today. I'm going to Brunson's Pub for lunch. Oh, are you? Yeah, trying to get in every patio. And burgers are not something we cook at home, so we are like... Quick, get your burgers on. Get your burger on, because that's a thing. But I do think burgers can, can... Like, as far as we're talking takeout, like, that carries well. A burger can carry, you know, a certain amount of distance and still be really good. I, I got to tell you that the My Burger burgers, I, whenever we get those in Wyzetta, I know that it's a short distance, but those are really uh, quick and easy. I've and, never and they're eaten warm. there. You what? I've never eaten there. You should give it a shot. Yeah, I should. There's I mean, like, right I'm not, Grand it's Avenue. not one of those things where I'm going to, like, go, oh, my God, because it's, it's a... You know, it's a fast food burger. That's okay. Some of them are good. Right. It's a great smash burger. And I, what I like about them is that they are salty. And I want that. I, I like want a that in a burger. burger. Yeah. I want a crisp edge salty burger. I had perhaps the worst salad ever at um, the smash burger. And someone was like, um, why did you order why a salad? Why did you order a salad? I was, <laughs> I was just like, I don't say, know. 
what are you doing? What are you doing? I was just like, okay, this is like worse than McDonald's, and that's saying something. Uh, hellos. Okay, we're gonna take a quick break, you guys. We have a great show today. We have a lot of stuff to talk about. We've got a lot of food cooking Mm -hmm. because we are getting into the cooking season, like. For real now. Okay, for real. And uh, so we're going to toss some quick breads and some um, really good, yummy... Gosh, we have cocktail kits and we have uh, Instant Pots. We have dumplings. We do have dumplings. It is the season. Oh, God. All right. We'll be right back. This is The Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. Hey, everybody. It's Steph March for Common Ground, Minnesota. You know what? Food brings out the passion in people. And people love to talk about food. And so why wouldn't we talk about the people and to the people who are growing our food? We have an opportunity, you guys. Common Ground, Minnesota on Facebook is a place where women farmers are able to answer your questions about the food scene and the way that they grow food. They are ready to engage. They just want to talk about how they grow food, what they think about why they grow food, and all the things that have to do with the way that your family is eating local foods and what they're growing. Remember that you always have an opportunity to check in and chat with farmers in Minnesota at Common Ground Minnesota. It's right on Facebook. It's on Instagram. You can check them out on Common Ground, M-I-N-N. They're ready to answer any and all of your questions. Thanks for joining us this Saturday. Uh, we have had something happen. There was, uh, that was kind of a, a, almost a quiet shakeup in the restaurant industry, I gotta tell you. Because it wasn't, it wasn't released with a lot of fanfare, but it was, uh, it was a big significant move, I think, by the governor or by the Department of Commerce. I think it was the Labor Secretary, uh, Steve Groves. Steve, yep. He sent an email. Steve, out. like we're friends. I know, yeah, Steve. <laughs> you know Steve. It's like whenever I say Armour Supertire, you go, oh, Sean Tillman. <laughs> Like, you have to make sure I, I know love his, that you know his real name. Um, okay, so here's what happened. So this week I was sitting on the Twitter machine and I see somebody put out a note, one of the other journalists saying, like, I'm about to put up a story about the the, the, the changes, the loosening in dining limitations. And I was like, whoa, what? Hadn't seen anything, didn't know. Had to dig around and find my thing because people don't think I'm a real journalist sometimes, even though I am. They don't send me, I do. They don't send me all the things. You're a real journalist yeah. to a fault sometimes I know, for I know. Me. That's like, what you oh, feel. Gosh, You're definitely not. Yeah. That old journalism getting in the way. I know you hate the journalism sometimes. But anyway. Here's what happened. The governor and the Department of uh, Commerce has decided that they are trying to figure out. They understand that what's happening with the loss of dining patios. There's a massive loss of revenue that restaurants are facing. And I think they're trying to decide. They also know that people are going to get laid off with this. And so what they're trying to do is they were trying to think of a way that could, um, I think, help, you know, maybe give a little bit of a bump to restaurants. Restaurants, by the way, were really canvassing we're really really lobbying to get 75 percent capacity and the governor and the the uh the team state team team state said we're not ready for that you know and of course given the surrounding states <laughs> given that we are surrounded by rising covid rates all around us in in you know insane numbers we are holding kind of steady at five percent you know, case positivity, I think. And that's a good sign that we're holding steady, that we have not massively spiked. Um, and so they saw that and they saw that Minnesotans, you know, among all this upper Midwestern people have a responsibility peg. Like we are more responsible than the other states. It's just, that's the case. Um, no matter how you want to fight about outstate or everything else, the case is, is the, the fact is, is that most of us are pretty responsible. Um, so what they decided to do is they said, here's what we can do, knowing that the holidays are coming and people, our families are going to gather a little bit more. 
um, that they were saying they wanted to raise the seating limits. So right now, you know, or currently it was, uh, it was, you could sit four people at a table, six if you were in the same family, right? Yeah. Or the same household, I think is what they, it was basically same family. And by the way, the way that I rule family is the people I have chosen in my circle. It doesn't necessarily mean that I'm like actually blood related to them. And I think that that's an okay, loose interpretation. Um, they, so what they did is they moved it up and they said, here's what we're going to allow. We're going to allow up to 10 people at a table or in a table configuration. And we are going to allow four in the dining area. You still can't go above four. In, I'm sorry, in the bar area. Um, but you can allow. And then, by the way, there's no dancing. I don't know if you saw that, too. There's no dancing. Footloose. Yeah, everyone Foot is footloosing. It's crazy. Um, here's the deal, though. The capacity has not changed. And this is the thing. This is, I think, the most important thing, because when the news went out, it felt like people were all reporting. And, and I would say even myself, the very first you know, tweet that went out, I said, OK, we've got tables. You know, we're moving to a, you know, tables for 10 and four in the bar area. And I didn't really. And I felt like people were like, oh, my God, there's tables of 10 everywhere. This is crazy. There's all these people. We're up. At the, the. And the truth is, is that the capacity hasn't changed. So if you're at if your capacity is 30 people in a room. It's not like they're saying what they're saying is it's still going to only be 30 yeah. people, but 10 of those 30 people will be in one area and then the other 20 will still be in, you know, six feet away from that group. So this, in my mind, was about pushing tables together in order to deal with families for holiday gatherings. Yeah. And a number of you guys have sent us emails saying I have 16, you know, that we're all going to quarantine together for two weeks over Thanksgiving and all this stuff. Like, where do I take my family? Can we go out? Is it possible? And this is the thing is like, this is what I think is the question that people are wondering is if is that's possible. And so I guess there's a lot of feelings about that. And I would say that I was a little bit surprised how much people were, how many people were very, very angry about this move um, because they felt that dirt with rising numbers, this was just, you know, I mean like the amount of people who told me that when I said this was big news and huge for holiday gatherings, those are the words I used that I was insensitive to the fact that 2000 people couldn't come to holiday gatherings. The 2000 dead people couldn't come to holiday gatherings. And I was like, I don't know what to do about that. Like, I don't know how to report something oh, like that yeah. and not say that we're not going to do that every time because I could say that about everything then, you know? And yeah. And people are just, here's what I'm going to tell you about people right now. <laughs> I did a podcast with a friend of mine um, about surge capacity. Yeah. And the principle is, is that people are at the line mm -hmm. and They're anything that pushes them over the line. It isn't like it's that they lose civility. They lose purpose. They go into a hole and, and everyone is just riding that line yeah. all the time. So it's the hate. It's the negativity. It's the snarky, sarcastic. It's the politicism. Everybody's just at that line. There's no. You know, normally in your life, like you're a high achiever and they they were saying, too, that high achievers are particularly suffering because normally you did like 10 things in a day. Well, now, if you do one thing, that's great. If you do two things like that is a really full day. But if you do three things, you're a rock star because I'm still doing 10 things. Just the level. <laughs> and, and many people are just trying to do two. Yeah. The level of yeah. where people are at. There's no room. That's None. not a brag, by the way. That's, yeah. I mean, honestly. You used to do 20 things. I used to do, maybe that's the case, right? So. Yeah. 
Um, but I do agree. And I, and I'm trying to be sensitive to that and I'm not, and I'm definitely not saying you all should go out and sit at 10 tops. Mostly I was thinking, so when my kids come up for Thanksgiving and we are all, you know, doing safe things, I mean, my, my son, I swear to God, Joey does not wear a mask, does not, not wear a mask, like, yeah. except for inside his own house. He goes on walks in Chicago with a mask. You yeah. Know? A lot of people are masking outside now. Too. Yeah. And, and, and my daughter and her husband, they don't see people. My other son in Chicago is he works in a field. I mean, he doesn't like work with, he doesn't see other people. So the fact that they're going to all come to my house for Thanksgiving per se, and we're all going to hang, you know, could we, we could not have gone to dinner. We are seven people total. We could not have gone and sat at the same table before. Right. So this thing for me was like, well, that's nice. I can now sit at a table. I don't have to split my family into two tables. Yeah. So uh, this is where I was like, but we're not, it's not like I'm adding X amount more people. But I think what was interesting to me is on Twitter, people were, they, they got, they moved from the news of what it was into the behaviors of the people and the judging of, they're like, well, 10 people are going to pass more plates and like taste each other's food. I'm like, do you really think that a that doesn't happen with a four top and b I just did that yesterday. Well, and I'm I, to me I was and like then that I was is like a, oh no that's not I what we're talking about. Right, but this is like this is these weird circumstances of this policing people's behavior that we are all a part of right now because it is because we do want to keep people safe and I get in the bigger picture why that's important. But getting into if you see someone take a bite of somebody else's plate of pasta, are you going to run over and like scold them? I mean, you we don't know it's it's incredible. So all I'm saying is, I know we got to wrap up. Um, is that just? I mean, I don't know. So this is what I was I was gonna say is that it's the rules have changed, and I think go out if you feel safe. If you don't, then stay home and get takeout and feel good about that. Yeah, the norms are all. Be- was never the right time. Whenever you cold. Hello, everybody. I tell you, surge capacity. It's a thing. <laughs> it's a term. Do you feel like you have no surge capacity? There's a great article about it. Did you? That was who we interviewed. My friend Michael Kithgard has a podcast called Champions of Risk. Oh, yeah. And she interviewed Tara Healy, who wrote that article. It was first in Forbes, but it's been on Huffington Post and a bunch of other places. I think I saw it in Forbes. Yeah. Um, If you're looking for the podcast and you want to hear about like science, why we are just so fed up. Mm -hmm. It's actually super interesting. So look for the Champions of Risk podcast that I produced and it was a great um, episode. And I kept thinking about like my sister, who's a very high achiever and just, you know, she's always kind of right at the line of what more she can take. And we've had, my dad has been sick in our family and like, never mind COVID you're dealing with like aging parents and sick people. And then COVID just adds this like whole nother level of complexity because you can't see the people. And if you end up putting them in a rehabilitation facility, can anyone in the family see them? The answer is no. Right. And my dad is in Wisconsin, which is basically a COVID like cesspool right now. Yep. So now people are coming into the house and it's my stepmom said, well, I'm so glad we isolated for six months. <laughs> I know. Because <laughs> now I have three people a day coming into the house. And, right. I know. But that's. Another story, all to say that we are all having uh, coronavirus and pandemic fatigue and election election fatigue. fatigue. (laughs) (laughs) When the fly landed in poor Mike Pence's hair. Oh, how about just news fatigue? It's really just. Oh boy, this is going to be a meme. I walked in the woods three times this week, like three hikes. And it's glorious out there, isn't it? It's perfection. But I mean, I needed it. So, one of the things when I was at Certix last night at Sidebar, the new restaurant, 
and I'm sitting at in front of this gigantic open window and it felt like people were walking by and it was the Northeast that I'm used to, like people on scooters, people in cars, people out on the sidewalks. And it just felt real good. And what felt so great was to see um, Alex Weber, who is the bar manager there and also is the owner of a company called Sherub's Shrubs that yeah. are made locally. And I love shrubs. I love to mix them in drinks. And just like this idea, they had like um, a piece of long piece of ice that Minnesota ice makes. Oh, yeah. That says Certix on it. So great. So Jim was like, hey, you want to you want to see my name in ice? I was like, <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> So that was really just fun and felt elevated. And I started to think about cocktails and we've talked about cocktail kits, but I was like, okay, so one of the things that I miss most, I can cook. I'm a good cook. I can't cook a great burger and there's certain things I'm not going to do, but like I can cook and make up for some of the restaurant food that I'll be missing. Yeah. But cocktails, man, are a whole nother thing. Like I don't have the little vespers and the little lavender oh, syrups. Oh, I see why. And, like you can't do cocktails. I mean, I'm just like, okay, here's the gin and here's the tonic, and maybe if I'm feeling fancy, I'll put a lemon thyme in it or a sprig of rosemary. It's not the same as going to a proper bar and having Rob Jones pour you an amazing drink. You know what I mean? Amen to that. So I started thinking about cocktail kits, and I started looking because since we t- I talked about cocktail kits last time, there are more offerings. And people are seeing that this is a thing. So I was um, one of the old fashions that I actually have liked. And there's not many. And you might have even been with me when I had it was an old fashioned at P.S. Steak. And they have a cocktail kit now for that old fashioned. And I just want to talk cocktail kits because I think when you're ordering takeout food, maybe people don't look at those tabs for beverages. Yeah. But A, you can still order a bottle of wine. Yeah. B, you can order a six-pack of beer. And Mm -hmm. a lot of the um, local beers, this is how they're kind of getting out into the marketplace is they're working with restaurants for these new releases. Yeah. Um, C, you can get cocktail kits, and then you can make fancier cocktails at home. So the old-fashioned kit that uh, P.S. Steak has is really great. Also, Ola Arepa, which, do you remember, like, their amazing cocktails and sitting at their bar? Oh, yeah. They have a mango nada. Yeah. And we're going to get into where maybe this isn't so seasonal, but I was like, yes, let's have that right now. Let's mix that up with some rum. And well, sometimes you need to have a break. I mean, like that in a January would be absolutely 100%. It sure would. Um, And then like even the national folks have um, cocktail kits. So Bailey's, which I actually, this is maybe says something about me. Like I still really like love a good Bailey's. Yeah. And they've got a apple pie Friendsgiving kit that comes with the Baileys. It comes with the recipes. It comes with um, uh, Frangelico. It comes with like the whole thing you need to make these apple pie cocktails for Thanksgiving. Yeah. So if that's your jam, I thought that would be really fun. And then I always like syrups and shrubs. And as I'm moving and I'm cleaning out my liquor, which is... To be clear, one one hundredth of your liquor. Yeah. And it still feels like I have an emotional problem. Oh, yeah. Oh, when I move and I have to cart out the boxes and boxes and boxes of bottle. Yes. It's going to be gross. Yeah. No, I have. I'm going to make one giant wapatui and make everybody drink it. That would be a, except that requires everyone to come over. They can just just drive by and get a bottle. Yeah. So (laughs) we have been like, no, we're not buying any food or any liquor or any wine. We're just drinking down what we have. So I'm kind of getting to the back of the cupboard. Wow. Um, 
but there is um, so shrubs and syrups are, I think, a great way for you to kind of amp up your cocktail game in a really quick way. There's a lot of great local ones. Um, uh, Dorothy Stainbrook from Heath Glen Farms has a lime ginger syrup that is great for like a Moscow mule or for a gimlet or a margarita. Yep. Um, Sherub Shrubs, which is Alex Weber. He has an apple rosemary that's really delicious this time of year. And also he has a plum shrub that I really love. There is also national brands. So there's a box that Cheeky makes and it comes with agave syrup, a lime juice syrup, a lemon juice syrup, a cranberry lemon syrup. So they have all these simple syrups, honey syrups that you can use. And then they have recipes that come with it. Mm-hmm. So again, for somebody like I always use my sister Cubby as kind of like every lady because she's not a big foodie person. Mm-hmm. So when I bring her a shrub, she's like, yes, because it just means instant cocktail for her. Right. It's easy. Yeah. If I bring her a syrup, I'm like, just mix this with vodka. Put it in your copper mug. You're all good to go. Yeah. Um, also wanted to mention that Tattersall has some new product and it is a it's the Manhattan. Yeah. And like it's really good. OK, so that's three things. They have a Manhattan. They have a old fashioned mm-hmm. and they have the bootlegger still and, and the salty, salty dog. Thank you. So there's four. Yeah, they have four bottle cocktails at this point. They also, though, have partnered up with Sherb Shrubs. And they have like a shrubby cocktail mixture that you just add the liquor. Oh, that comes in a smaller glass bottle. They have. Um, uh, they just debuted their habanero bitters too. By the way, they're starting to put that out. What there. would you do with that? Like margarita oh. or? Yeah, but I mean, I think you can spice up like a vodka tonic with a little bit of habanero bitters. Like you know, vodka tonics aren't really anything, you know. And so I feel like if you're looking for a little lime and a little spice to the back of that, that would be a nice way to kind of bring. Something past, you know, that summary feel. Yeah. So what they if you want to order their cocktail kits, you get the three point seven five milliliter bottle and then you get the mix. So they have blueberry habanero that's like mint, blueberry, citrus. They also have one that's a peach, rosemary, hops, which I think sounds delicious. Peach, honey, rosemary and hops. They have one that's called Gold Rush, which is just honey, lemon, ginger and spice. So that might be good for like, again, a spicy Moscow mule. Yeah. So if you're feeling, I guess the moral of my story is if you're feeling like as sad about your cocktail life as I am, you just get some of these mixes and, you know, don't worry too much about having to, yeah, to like balance too much out. There's a lot of, there's plenty of restaurants who are selling their cocktails in that way. You just have to have the spirit for most places. Yeah. So if you're buying direct from distilleries or liquor stores there, they have kits with liquor, but then, you know, most of the restaurants will sell you their, you know, will sell you the mix that goes into the liquor. You just have to have the liquor. And just, I guess the moral of my story, too, is when you're ordering curbside takeout, look on the beverage tabs, because a lot of these places have cocktail kits that you maybe don't know that they have them. And it's pretty easy to add that to your order and feel like, you know, you're feeling fancy. Yeah. Also, um, you get the cocktail kits, but then also when you're at the liquor stores, too, there's a lot of different mixes. And like, just look for the syrups, look for the shrubs branch out a little bit it's gonna make your alcohol wintry fall life a little bit easier yeah i know i know i do love though having like somebody else make me a cocktail i know just the and best the, and you're good too like if you're a whiskey drinker you're well, gonna you just drink fine. that on the rocks yeah, right i don't even drink it on the rocks i just pour myself a little neat, neat. 
little baby cakes. I maybe drop a few things of water in there and then I'm good. Like um, That's easy for me. I was out at Seavers Fall Festival last weekend and Three Rivers Farms is there in a market and they have over 20 different types of maple syrup. Oh, wow. And what Kurt has been doing is mixing syrup with his whiskey and that's his old fashioned, as it were. Sure. So they had like a smoke syrup. They had a habanero syrup, a ginger yeah. syrup. So that's the way that he's... Mixing up his fall cocktail as he just is using some of those fresh syrups. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah. So just wanted to remind people not to forget about the cocktail kits. If you're looking for a proper cocktail, when we come back, we have the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. 651-641-1071 is our number. If you want to talk about your favorite cocktails, your cocktail kits, you or really anything. Seating in restaurants, whatever you want right. to talk We're about. Here we'll for take you. it. 651-641-1071. Call now. We'll take your call live on the air. Every year, MyTalk 1071 likes to spread the word that it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. But this is definitely the first time we've had to do so during a pandemic. It's a tricky time, and statistics show that mammograms and doctor visits are way down right now. But that doesn't mean breast cancer is taking a break. So be vigilant out there. Breast self-exams are a must. And if you're comfortable visiting a doctor or breast health clinic right now, do your research, follow protocol, and make that appointment if you have concern. Breast Cancer Awareness Month on MyTalk 1071 is brought to you by Southern Lights and Dr. Lisa of Wyzetta Cosmetic Surgery and Spa. To find all sorts of helpful breast cancer resources and October events, go to MyTalk1071.com, keyword awareness. Hey, everyone. It's Weekly Dash. It's the Ask Stephanie portion of the show, which means you can ask us anything you want. 651-641-1071 is the phone call. Uh, all right, we do have Rebecca on the line. Good morning, Rebecca. How are you? Good morning, girls. How are you? Good. good What's good. going on? So I want to do some takeout, um, but not just in Woodbury. I want to go to get, like, you know, St. Paul, Minneapolis, but I want to get back home without wrecking it. <laughs> Because I, like, I got Revival the other day, and it would be super good there, but I got home, and it was obviously cold. Yeah. So, transport-wise, like, any tips? Because, I even the food is so dang good. I just don't want to wreck it when I get home. (sighs) Go to Texas Roadhouse right by your house? (laughs) Just kidding. I just mean, like... I mean, there's just a certain part of transport, right? So maybe heating things up in the oven instead of a microwave on a sheet pan. Okay. I would say that, yeah, we have done, you know, because I'm in your same boat on the other side, right? I mean, like getting back out to Wyzetta is not from my Minneapolis friends is not easy. Um, I would say that that's one of the things like we make sure that when I have the takeout bins, we like we cover sometimes we cover them with a blanket, you know, just to keep it as warm as possible as we're driving home. And that's also because we had the Jeep. So it was a little bit like I wonder if a cooler would do the same thing. That's what I was thinking is like if you can get it into an insulated place. Here's the other thing. Someone else taught me this trick. If you're doing I I left with some fried chicken and what you do is you put some uh, paper towels like you open the clamshell, you put some paper towels towels in there on top of it and that not only keeps it insulated but it soaks up any of the steam moisture so it doesn't drip down onto it oh that's smart I when know. i picked up smack shack in roseville they told me to leave the clamshell open so that the steam would dissipate and it wouldn't make the bread soggy yeah that's another thing and then you just have to decide if you're going to want to put it on you know if you if you leave your oven at 200 and put it on a sheet tray and stick it in the oven at 200 that may give you a dry warm up i've done that with chicken before and that's pretty good okay 
All right. All right. We'll give it a shot. Good luck, Rebecca. All right. right, We have Stacy on the line. Hey, Stacy, what's going on? Stacy, you there? I'm here. Sorry. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I'm having my knee replaced on Tuesday, and I live alone, and um, I probably won't feel like eating for the first few days, but I'm quarantining for a few days, so I want to cook, and I want to be prepared, but sometimes it's hard to just cook for one person and put in the freezer and not, you know, I have a lot in my freezer things to Hanson because it's <laughs> you're, some you're, of it you're a Hanson girl. Gotcha. <laughs> well, I'm a both, but yeah. So any suggestions from you or the listeners? Um, for like what to cook to get prepped? What, what to whip up to prep? Yeah. Or just to put in my freezer. I bought a deep freeze. You know, I know soup. I've done that already, but. Here's uh, a kind of different way to do this. So do you have an instant pot or? Yeah. Okay, so make some grains like quinoa. Freeze it in like half cup portions. Oh yeah. Um, rice half cup portion. Wild yeah. rice, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you have the makings for a grain bowl. There you go. Yep. And you can also add like maybe you want to do pulled pork, pulled chicken, whatever you can make ahead of time. Put that in a half cup portion different, or a quarter yeah, cup portion. Different portions of things so that you can okay. mix and match. So it's not just like uh, I don't feel like lasagna. Yeah. You know, like right. right. <laughs> And then yeah. put them in little, like a big Ziploc bag. And so, you know, in that morning, you're going to have a grain bowl for dinner. You take out your your protein, you take out your grain. And then something that people don't think about is um, I use a lot of the Salad Girl salad dressing has a toasted sesame ginger. And they also yep. have a chili limon. And I toss the grain with that. And oh, that's okay. kind of the sauce that I use for the bowl. Okay. Okay. Perfect. All right. Yeah, so, you know, yeah, I'm a big fan of... I don't of... have a lot of, a lot of um, produce around because I don't want it to go bad because I... Right. Yeah, so, no. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. thanks, girl. Good okay. luck, Stacey. Good I'm luck with your knee. I'm a big fan of the bowls. I'm a fan of those for kids, too, because you can, when you've homeschooled or whatever you're doing, you just throw stuff out on the counter and let them make their own. I know. It's good. Okay, we have Lynn on the line as well. Hey, Lynn. Hi. What's going on? Well, I I have an um, opportunity to take my nephew, who's a freshman at the U, out for a burger lunch tomorrow, and I'm he's only 19, so I kind of want to stay away from the pubs, but some a good burger uh, for a kid from northern Minnesota. So I'm going to tell you to go, well, I would say go to Revival in St. Paul and sit on their patio behind the restaurant, which is a gorgeous. People don't know that's there. I know it's because there it's just this beautiful patio, but you can get this killer burger that they have. And then you may, because if he's 19, you probably also need a side of fried chicken. You know what I mean? Like that's how that works. How about, um, do they take reservations or do you just have to get lucky? No, they have reservations. Yeah. Okay. Yep, everybody's actually somewhat required to take reservations. I also think, and I talk about Red Cow a lot, but I think they have great burgers. Um, I was looking at that, too. Yep. Uh, that's a great location to try. And I'm today going to Brunson's Pub, which yeah, is Brunson's also in St. Nice Paul. One. They have a chili chili burger that I'm pretty crazy about. They've got about. a lot of good burgers there. And they okay. have a nice little rooftop deck, too. Rooftop. Oh, per- perfect. I knew you guys would help me out. Thank awesome. you. You're welcome. Thanks, Lynn. All right, we have Jody on the line today. Hey, Jody, what's going on? Hi. Uh, you've been talking a lot about grain bowls, and I know nothing about it, but I've just <laughs> learned, okay, you start with, like, rice or quinoa, and you put in some kind of meat, chicken, steak, whatever. Yep. And, okay, so do you eat it hot or cold? <laughs> or, you, or you can do either, actually. So 
for me, a lot of times I eat um, cold. Like, so I'll just toss the green with, again, some kind of salad dressing or some kind of sort of sauce. But you can also eat them hot. And then you can put like cherry tomatoes, scallions. Maybe you want to do mint if you're going to do a little bit of a different flavor. So you chop up all of your things. I don't do cheese because that just makes it too gummy. Um, I sometimes add beans in addition to the green just to make it a little heartier if I'm super hungry. Um, Okay. Almost any veggie you have on hand. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it can be anything. It could be cabbage. It could be carrots. Pickled. It can be pickles, fermented things, pickled pickled uh, jalapenos. Let me tell you that in Japan, these are called chirashi, and what you would do is you take your sticky rice, and it would be warm. It wouldn't be hot, but you'd cook your rice, you know, and then you Mm -hmm. plop it in a bowl and you kind of spread it out, and then you put over the beautiful like ahi tuna, like sashimi grade stuff. Which, by the way, I went to Coastal Seafoods, and they have this beautiful. They had sashimi grade uh, tuna which you can buy and you know it's safe to eat raw and it's beautiful and i thought i totally wanted to make a chirashi bowl with it and just mm. kind of put the tuna on the top maybe a little bit of avocado some soy sauce some cilantro that would be perfect okay and i was just i know you touched on some like dressings so what did you say just like i don't know i mean you don't want to just throw on a salad dressing so I, or, I, spices or yeah, it depends what? so if maybe you use soy sauce maybe you use um there is the uh, K-Mama sauce if you're doing like a Korean bowl. I do use, I use the chili limon salad girl if I'm doing like a Mexican bowl because I want the grain to soak up that sauce. I okay. use the um, toasted sesame ginger if I'm doing more of an Asian kind of thing. But like I do, if I'm taking quinoa, I sometimes just toss it when it's warm with pesto. Yeah, and then like you make like a vinaigrette. Yeah, I don't even mm. need to make a vinaigrette. I just toss it with pesto and then it kind of gets, you know, just lightly tossed with it in olive oil. And then you put your chicken on top with tomatoes and everything else. Okay, and it doesn't really matter with these salad dressings if you're eating it hot or cold. No, because they're okay. vinaigrettes. You're thinking okay. probably like a creamy Yeah, don't business. do a creamy. They're I wouldn't do a creamy thing, but it's a oh, vinaigrette. Okay. You find them in the produce section by your fresh yep. greens. But, and use like kale like try to mix it up too and and honestly if you have olive oil and you have any kind of vinegar that you want or lemon juice then yeah and so all you need is a fat and an acid so the fat okay. is the olive oil and the acid could be vinegar it could be lemon juice it could be lime juice anything like that that you just want to kind of mix together to throw in and toss around all right. Thank you so much. You're you gave welcome. me a lot of ideas. Well done. Lots of callers today, guys. Lots of calls. Well done. When we come back, we did have one other question that we didn't get to yet. Oh. Um, so we'll answer it. It was a call that came into our producer. When we come back, you're listening to The Weekly Dish.